0: Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here My Approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell, I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins, I'm a wine appreciator, nature obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Oh, hey, hey, Uh, so, so lovely to be here today talking to you about Creating role clarity for your team and how to get started with this Um, particularly useful for you if you're a new business owner or if you're a CEO or a leader of a small business perhaps you are bringing on your very first VA and you're just having no idea where to get started. You know, what do I outsource or what do I start with? Like, what am I supposed to do? What can I give to a VA? Like, how do I get started in this process? Um, You know, you might even have a business that's been relatively well established for a few years or maybe longer. And perhaps you've just experienced like a little bit of a shift in in structure. Or the business has been through a bit of a change, whether it's about changing ownership or a change in your business model or your team might have grown and there's just been some changes that have gone on, which has resulted in you feeling like a few roles need maybe need to shift. Um, or perhaps you're just getting to that stage where you know it's time for you to step up into your zone of genius and start doing more of what like delivers massive value for your business and starting to let go of some of the other stuff that you don't necessarily need to be doing and you know that there's a lot that you are doing that you don't necessarily need to be perhaps you're wearing all the different hats in your business right now and you're ready to pass a few of those caps over to the right people and to you know find the right hat for you that allows you to deliver the highest value and highest impact for your business. Um, if any of those sound like you, then this is gonna be an awesome episode for you. And why this is really important to, to think about and spend some time on is, Oh my gosh, it'll save you so much time down the line. And sometimes it can be one of those things that we don't prioritize or spend time on because, you know, we can get sucked into just doing the doing, you know, like the daily grind of what the business requires of us. And we can kind of like get pulled, pulled into working in the business rather than spending a few moments. know getting really clear on what the business actually needs from you and your team members in order to actually help it move forward so that you're not just you know running running on that treadmill you're actually you know getting that perspective and and doing some forward thinking and forward planning so that the business can actually grow and expand and move forward and Often if you don't spend time doing this stuff, what can happen is at first it might seem totally fine, but after a little while, you might notice some team members complaining of not feeling clear on what their role actually requires of them, not knowing what success really looks like in their roles, feeling confused. You might notice that your team members are really starting to like double handle information or double handled tasks. So there's that real like waste of resources. Um, if two people are doing the same thing when they could be doing two different things and achieving twice the amount of results. Um, you know, ultimately just like massive inefficiencies. You might start to notice like a bit of a lack of accountability. So not really knowing who is ultimately accountable like who your go-to person is that holds you know ultimate responsibility and accountability from a task for a task there might be like too much shared responsibility where everyone's kind of working on something which means that no one's actually truly owning that task um which often requires like is if there isn't like one sole owner um what can happen is that there's like a real over-collaboration, like lots and lots of discussion, lots and lots of communication without a lot of results actually being achieved. So which basically means a lot of wasted time and things just not moving forward. And if you're a business owner who wants things to be moving forward in your business and results being achieved. If you want to see your team members, you know, just feeling inspired and really proud of themselves for the results that they're achieving and, you know, feeling a sense of purpose and meaning in their work and feeling like they're making progress and they're truly contributing, then you want to spend a little bit of time getting clear on creating some role clarity for your team members. So how to get started. The, the first thing I wanted to say on this topic is, and this, is, this will kind of vary for you depending on whether you're bringing someone in new to your business or whether you've got existing team members that you're reshuffling or restructuring their roles. But the first thing that I wanna say, and this is probably like the biggest, uh, sticky point for a lot of business owners that I talk to is to focus on role first, not person first, role first, not person first. And so what do I mean by that? I mean that you want to know what you require from a particular role and find a person to fit that role rather than have a person and then try and make a role fit to them and sometimes this is why i say this tip might vary depending on where you're at like if you've got a bunch of team members and you're 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 not recruiting anyone new then this is going to slightly vary for you but ultimately what you want to start with is asking what does the business need like, what, is, what do I need this role to do? And then once you're really clear on what the role requires and what the role needs are, then you train up a team member to be able to fulfill that role, or you find a team member who can fulfill that role. Rather than starting with the person and figuring out what they like and what they don't like, um, and then trying to make a role fit to that person, you want to start with the role first because ultimately you're still going to, you're still going to be playing to the person's passions and strengths. But if you want your business to succeed, then you need to start with the business needs first, like the role needs first and then move to the person first, Um, sorry, and then move to the person who can fit that. So what this requires is you getting really clear on what success looks like in that role um, and what those, what those role outcomes are before you find the person. And just to throw in a little recruitment tip uh, into this piece, which is really, really important, is to hire slow and fire fast. Hire slow and fire fast. So take some time getting clear on what you need from that role. Take some time getting really clear on what you want and what you would love that person to look like and what you want them to to be like. And because when you bring someone new into your team and into your life and into your business, it's a big thing. And a lot of business owners rush it because they're feeling... I don't know a sense of urgency or a sense of stress. And I like, I totally hear that. And I like, I, I, I can empathize with that because there can be that real sense of like, I just want to get it done. But if there's one thing that you want to take your time with it's finding the right person that you're going to invite into your business for the long term, And that's the thing is like, once you, once you know that you've found a keeper, like a, an an amazing team member that you want to hold on to forever, like there is a lot of time and energy that you need to invest into that team member to to keep them for the long term. And ultimately, like you want to try and keep them for as not not keep them for as long as you can, but ultimately you want that relationship to be a long lasting one, even though it might shift and change or whatever. You know, you don't want team members like flowing in and out. Um, you know, like a revolving door. If if it does look like that, then you're gonna be wasting a lot of time and energy. Ultimately, like you wanna really take your time getting clear on what you want and what you need. And once you know that you found the right person for you, like once you found a keeper, and when I say, once you found a keeper, like, you know, someone whose values are aligned to you is probably about 80% of it. Um, and you know, like if you feel like you really connect and you with if you really gel with them, I know I know it can sound a bit fluffy, but like the the values piece is the piece that is going to set you guys up for the long term. If you really feel aligned from like a values and an energy perspective, you know you can train skills, but you can't train values. So that's what I mean by that piece is like that's the most important piece for you if you can find someone who's got awesome values and then also has like the right capabilities then you're up and running but the values piece is the piece that's going to make the biggest impact and it is going to take you some time to invest in them and train them um so that's why you want to make sure that you're investing that time and energy into the right person so you're not flipping around and you know wasting time and that that's what it's all about in terms of like playing the long game like setting yourself up for success for like the long term success and knowing that team members have got to start somewhere right so that's my tip number 1 is to start with like the role needs first not the person first so find a person to meet the role or train a person up to meet the role rather than finding a person and trying to make a role fit them Tip number two is to know your vision and your goals. So, I mean, as a business owner, hopefully this is like pretty standard for yourself to know what your big picture looks like, but ultimately you've got to know your vision, you've got to know your goals, and then you need to share your vision with your team member because they, they need to know what the big picture is for you they need to know what you're ultimately working towards, because this is what gives them context. This is what gives them that perspective so that they know the why behind the tasks that you're asking them to do. And when they know your vision, when they know your purpose and they know that like big picture that you're working towards, like when they know your big picture, this is what, drives that big picture thinking. Because if they can understand what the what that big picture looks like for you, it's much more likely to drive creativity and innovation compared to if you're only sharing the individual task with them and they don't understand where that task fits in the bigger picture. It not only makes it kind of boring and not very meaningful for them, but it deprives them of the potential of finding like a kind of a creative solution that you may not have asked them to do specifically as part of the task, but because they know the big picture, they can bring something out of their toolbox that you just never even knew about so so you're not limiting their thinking you're not limiting their work um by by just asking them to do the task so when you share both what success looks like as well as how that links into the big picture that's the special source that's really going to achieve results there And, you know, this is kind of what I would describe like in the HR world as the onboarding process. So as part of the onboarding, you know, you're getting them up to speed on what role success looks like as well as what what your vision is, what your big goals are and what your values are, right? Because your values are ultimately what you value. <laughs> your values are what are most important to you. Your values are what you prioritize. Your va- your values are what matter most to you. Your values are all about your beliefs and how you work and how you make decisions. So the more that your new team member knows about you and what, what you believe in and what's most important to you, the more that it's gonna help guide them to know deliver outcomes and results for you that are ultimately aligned rather than having to like go through the hard way of of them you know perhaps doing the wrong thing and then you having to educate them you can kind of you're setting them up for success in the best way possible so you might be asking the question so okay cool M. like all well and good yep i know i've got a know what my role needs are before I bring the person on board. So how do I actually know what, what I do need from a role? Like, where do I start? And if you're asking that question, then that is a great question. (laughs) So the first thing that I would do is just to give, like, take a bit of a back step to understand like the key structures or functions of any and every business. So there's seven key areas within any business. And this is a good lens for like any business to always be thinking through is like, Ooh, have I covered (laughs) these seven different areas? Because every business needs these seven different areas in order for it to like thrive. Um, So those seven different areas being one strategy So when I say strategy, I'm talking about like, you know, what's the vision and the ultimate like big picture for your business, like the ultimate like big direction that your business is heading. Number two is team. So when I say team, team is all about like the team members that you have uh, within your team. It's about your culture. It's about role clarity. It's... um, it's about like making sure you've got the right skills and capabilities within your business. Number three is sales. So how are you actually bringing in new customers and bringing in new sales and revenue into your, into your business? You know, it's all about like the conversion of, you know, marketing into, um, into actually being a paying customer. Number four is marketing. So how are you sharing your, your brand and your messaging with the world? So how are you getting your services and your office offers out to the world? Number five is finance. So that's all about how do you manage your money? How are you making the most of your money? Who's Who's looking after your profit and your receipts and all of those sort of pieces? Um, number six is delivery. So delivery will vary for you depending on what sort of business you are. Uh, but for example, with my business, because I am a like coaching and consulting business, the delivery for me is delivering the services. So delivering my coaching and my consulting services to clients. So that's when I'm actually with them delivering whatever value they require. And the seventh one is it's got a couple of different names, but basically it's either innovation or new product development. So that's the piece where you kind of you're thinking outside the box, you're thinking of new ways to service your customers or your clients. Um, It's kind of the pieces like moving you forward. So the first piece to this is knowing that those are the, the big chunks within your business, like the seven big chunks. And then the the next piece is asking, like, first of all, do you have each of those pieces covered? If not, do you need some support with those areas? Or are you currently wearing all of those seven different hats? And if you are, that's so totally cool. That's what a lot of new business owners would be doing. Um, but the key question is asking, you know, which bits can only you do, which bits can only you do, knowing that there's a little bit of admin within each of those seven different functional areas, right? So like marketing will have some administrative aspects. Finance will have some admin aspects. Delivery will have some admin, Um, you know, sales will have some admins. So there's like pieces, within those big chunks that you could always hand over. Um, But the key is asking yourself out of those areas, which are the areas that only you can do. For example, if you're a business a bit like mine, something like, like the, the areas that only I can do that I could not hand over to anyone else would be something like the recording of My podcast that I do so only I can actually speak the podcast out loud So I could outsource out the show notes. I could outsource the the um, The publishing of the podcast I could outsource out the um, the repurposing of the podcast Um, But ultimately only I can actually speak the podcast Only I can set the vision and the strategy for my business. So ultimately there is no one else that can do that for me because that is what my business is all about is knowing what my vision is and what my strategy is. Or, and that's, that is always going to be a role for the CEO of the business, right? Only I can inspire or only I can ultimately lead my team. There are certain aspects that I could hand over for the management of the team, but in terms of like the leading of the team and the setting the direction for the team, that's only something that I as the CEO can do. And I guess another example, which will vary depending on your business is the delivery aspect. So there may, depending on what you want to do, the delivery aspect might be an area that only you can do, or that you might outsource to your your next in line or to a support coach or something like that. But the delivery aspect is where I would say the Ikigai model comes in. So you might've heard of Ikigai or My version of Ikigai is called the 3P spark model. And essentially that stands for passions, purpose and potential. So depending on whether you really love the delivery aspect to your business, depending on whatever you do, if you love it, then keep doing it. Um, if it lights you up, like if you get a sense of passion and purpose from it, and if it like unlocks your greatest potential, then you want to keep doing it. If it doesn't, and if you only get inspired by doing something else, whether it's content creation or um, marketing or PR or sales, like, Ultimately, it's, it's your business, right? Like you're the CEO, so you get to decide which pieces you wanna do. And it's really a balance between like what lights you up and what makes most sense for the business to really thrive and grow. So that's where my, my next sort of tip comes in, which is about playing to your strengths and your zone of genius. Because when you are playing to your strengths, so those areas that you're really good at, when you're playing to your zone of genius, that, that is where you come alive. That is where you create the greatest impact and the greatest results and the greatest value. And that is what usually lights you up the most. And when you're feeling you know, really lit up, then that's like super contagious to your team members and that's what's going to give you more and more energy right and the more energy that you have the more the more that you can continue to help your business flourish and grow so play to your strengths and your passions and your purpose and your potential and you are just going to thrive the other tip that i want to say was around focusing on outcomes and results instead of focusing on the process. So this is what I call a bit of a loose tight approach. And what I mean by that is you want to be tight on the outcome, but loose on the process. So tight on the outcome or the result that you desire from your team member, but kind of like loose on how they get there, like loose on the process with which they apply to achieve that outcome. So I guess in the manifestation world, like if you're a manifestation person, this is, you know, about like setting the vision and then letting go and surrendering to how that vision is achieved. Right. And it, the same applies for your team members. And I I guess an example that I could give you in that is when you're creating and sharing what success looks like for your team members, you might say to them, you know, in three months time, I want like the outcome that I want achieved is a streamlined marketing system to be in place. And what success would look like, like how I would know if we had achieved success in that department is if all platforms, like all marketing platforms are speaking to each other. It's simple, it's easy, it's automated. The whole team understands how it works. And ultimately that marketing plan supports our long-term vision and scaling plans. So that might be an example of what an outcomes based like role task looks like. So as opposed to if we were communicating that in like task based language, we might be saying, I want you to pump out three pieces of Instagram content per week. And I want them to look like this. And I want one quote and I want one reel and I want, um, I don't know, one blog to go out per week. So you can see how that's like very task oriented as opposed to like what the ultimate outcome is. I want a streamlined marketing system in place that does the work for me. (laughs) Um, And then what that does is that then like frees your person up your your team member up to think about how they want to achieve that outcome for you. And that's where the real, like the real meaty conversation comes in around like you being really clear on what a successful version of that outcome would look like and your team member making sure that they're really clear on what that outcome looks like too. And sometimes if you've got like a new team member, um, this this approach might take a little bit of like checking in with each other uh, quite regularly at the start while you're starting to like learn each other. But as time goes on and more trust is built, the more that you you can let go of that how. And like ultimately, like the more outcomes based that you're making it for your team members, Um, the more motivating and empowering it is for them because they feel like they've got so much more autonomy and so much more power to be creative. Um, You know, if, if you do have a more like a newer or a less experienced team member or perhaps like a team member who's like quite analytically thinking, then they may prefer you to be a little bit more task oriented at the start, like, or to give them lots of examples around what, what the tasks might look like. Um, and, but the easy answer there is just to ask them. Ask them what they prefer. Ask them how they like to be coached. And if they don't know, then start with the outcomes based and do lots of check-ins, like do weekly check-ins, just to make sure that they're on track. And ultimately, like everything that I have been talking about today is, is easily summed up in what I call a role clarity card. And for me, it's like a simple, easy one-pager that just sums up the role purpose, like why that role exists within your business, um, what the key role objectives are and what success looks like. Um, It's a really simple, funky, fun, motivating and inspiring one-pager. And I create mine in Canva. Um, and I'd be happy to share my template with you for free if you're really needing one. So feel feel free to just send me a DM or an email and I can flick you through a link to the template that I use within my own personal Canva. And I think that'll be a really good place to get you started. The lucky last thing I wanted to say was that, you know, when you're bringing someone new on you know you there's also a place that you just need to be patient with them right if they are new they're learning i think it kind of goes without saying you want to you know just really allow and be be prepared for some training time um keeping that long game in mind like i'm in it for the long game i'm in it for the long game because if you keep that perspective in mind it does take some time to really train them and get them up to speed. But once they are up to speed, then, you know, you're just gonna start to find so many incredible results there. And I thought it might be helpful for me to share a couple of examples of some of the outcomes and the role purpose areas that I shared with my own personal VA. So I was just gonna read out a few here. Um, so this is what has is listed on the role clarity card that I created for her. And so I said, your role purpose, your role purpose is ultimately to keep me organized and accountable. So support the structure and organization of my business. So I can focus more on serving my clients, creating content and creating new offers. Help give me some headspace by being on top of All the little things and not letting the little things fall through the cracks so that I can focus on the big things So that's what I said as the role purpose for her role and then when I mapped out What success looks like I said what you have achieved in six months that would equal success is Number one, you've got me organized (laughs) and I've said, you've helped me create a system of flow with some structure, some ease and consistency to my biz, for example, through Asana management. Uh, Number two, you've got a clear understanding of my marketing strategy and my marketing goals. Number three, you've supported me on my podcast expansion plan through Colabs and organized interviews number four you've worked with me to create a clear marketing flow repurposing system number five that marketing flow and repurposing system is working really well and you've given me recommendations for the best approach to maximize my content Number six, you've gotten me organized with my personal emails. (laughs) Number seven, you've created simple processes where needed to help me simplify and streamline my business across the board. Number eight, you've found opportunities and given me recommendations for streamlining and finding simplicity and time saving throughout my business. And one last one is monthly analytic updates are being reported on with key recommendations and learnings being implemented. So that's just a few examples there of some of the the outcomes based uh, role objectives that I have listed within her role clarity card. Um, just to hopefully help give you some ideas of of what that can look like. But ultimately, you know, spending a bit of time on really getting clear on what your needs are and what the needs of the role are before bringing that person on and then really spending some time upskilling that person, you know, ready for the long game. It is just going to set your business up for such success in the long-term. And I know it can be so hard to pull yourself out of the business, out of the doing and the working in the business, but just trust me on this one, taking that time to get this done is then gonna free you up to work on the stuff that really, really matters for moving your business forward, seeing your revenue grow, helping you, you know, sell more, create more offers, and ultimately expand your revenue stream. So I hope this was really helpful. Um, Send me an email or a DM if you want to see, or if you want a copy of the Roll Clarity Card template, I'd be more than happy to share that with you. And if this really resonated with you, then please let me know. I love to have your feedback. And sending you so much luck and strength and focus in creating role clarity card for your amazing new team members. Lots of love.